welcome to the GoVote Podcast. I'm Ben, as always, I'm joined by fellow Pokemon enthusiast and coffee drinker, Connie, to bring you some of the latest and greatest Pokemon news and a few laughs along the way. This week, we're discussing all the cancelled Pokemon games that we know about from the last two decades. Now, Devil's Advocate section will be arguing that Game Freak should have released Pokemon Grey rather than Black 2 and White 2. As always, you can jump to a topic using the timestamps in the description below kind of was that coffee you were drinking it was it's it's unfortunately so it's a costa machine coffee which is not usually that bad this one is awful it's horrendous i don't know what they've done to it but it is not it's not good right okay i i'm not a coffee drinker i wish i was a coffee drinker because there are so many different varieties and types and rather than tea which is literally just mainly choose a different tea bag there's not really a lot of variety well that's just uh, not I... true the amount of well, tea well, leaves and flavors and yes. things i know i'm simplifying you this, can make whatever these... <laughs> salad water you want salad water do you not you're not a tea drinker then okay, I, I i like mm. english breakfast tea me I, too that's I, my favorite i can't do other types of tea i've probably told okay. this story before i when i went out to japan i was craving a cup of tea so much and when you go down to the hotels, they've got tables and tables lined out with all these different tea flavors. And I'm like, which one's tea, though? They're like, no, 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 it's all tea. I'm like, yeah, but which one's tea? No, 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 okay. So I tried Earl Grey. I tried Golden. I tried all these different flavors of tea. And I don't know whether it was because it wasn't what I wanted or because I just genuinely didn't like the flavorings. But I've never been able to drink any type of tea that isn't English breakfast tea. Okay. I can understand that. Like English breakfast is my go-to mainly because, like, all the a lot of the other teas are sometimes can be bitter. I never get that with English breakfast. And honestly, as a drink to wake up to in the morning, there's nothing like it to start your day. In my opinion, like I will always go for an English breakfast, although they are dead expensive. Like I only ever get them on offer because they they're just ridiculous, um, ridiculously priced, especially in like and, and oh, all that stuff. Um, but people aren't here to hear about us, you know, talking about you know tea, coffee, they might be. all that you kind of stuff. That. They might be maybe. <laughs> Yeah, let us know in the comments down below or on Discord or all that usual stuff. Um, we have had one question in, uh, courtesy of last week, and I haven't gotten written down, written down who submitted it, but I'm pretty sure it's Tony, regular listener Tony. So if it's you, fantastic. If not, I do apologize. I am Solomon so, off the top of my head. That's it. Yes, Tony. Uh, wrong first name. First name. I I own his book anyway. <laughs> since Game Freak wants to give every pseudo a new form or signature move, except for Dragonite, which is Tony's favorite, which pseudo do you believe either deserves or doesn't deserve any further special? So just to recap on this, Tyranitar has a Mega Evolution. Salamence has a Mega Evolution. Mangrove, Garchomp. Uh, Salamence also has a Paradox form now. It does. You're right. Um, so yeah. So that Megros Garchomp also have alternative forms. Gudra has a, a Suyin version. Hydreigon has a Paradox form as well. So the 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 Pokemon that don't have any kind of alternative version, unless I'm wrong, is Dragonite, Komono, Komo, Kom, Komono, Komo, Momo, uh, Dragapult, and Baxcalibur. 
Okay, so straight up, I think Kamoa needs some love. Yeah, I think it is possibly the most underrated of all of those pseudo legendaries that you just mentioned. Yeah, I think Dragapult is pretty much perfect. Yeah, I can't see much what you would do to that, to be quite honest with you. I absolutely love that Pokemon. I think it's nigh on perfect. I don't think it needs any change to it. Baxcalibur is too new to see anything done to it. Dragonite, the problem is, what do you do to Dragonite that doesn't ruin its big cuddly boy ability? I think if anything, see, it needs the it needs the Gudra treatment. It needs a Hisuian form rather than the others, which have had Megas or they've had uh, Paradox forms. I don't think that it needs those. I think it needs a. They keep the design fairly similar. Add something very simple to it, and give it a new typing, because Dragon Flying is kind of garbage. Yeah, get, uh, I. I... If they were going to do anything with with Dragonite where I you don't butcher that initial design, I think it should have been like a custom Gigantamax form, which ties in with, you know, one of the first appearances of Dragonite, it is absolutely huge. And I know that breaks probably breaks the canon because obviously, you know, it wasn't that wasn't taking place in Galar, so there's no Galar particles. I'm happy to just brush that because one's the game, one is the anime. Um, so I'm okay with that. So I think that's probably where they should have done something because then it's not completely revolutionizing this Pokemon's design or typing. Because while, yeah, it, it's strange that Dragonite hasn't been touched for, for any kind of alternative form, I'm actually okay with that because it's so... It's such a strong design I, on its own. Yeah, and it's so iconic for Gen from Gen One, and it's such a strong design that I really don't think it needs anything else. I I land on the same you know um, the same stance as you that Kimono. For me, that's the one that needs something because when you look at all the rest, you go yeah, pseudo 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 pseudo. But that one, I don't know. Maybe just because I. I kind of missed out on Sun and Moon and I didn't go in as hard on that as I did the other 3DS games. Maybe that's why I've missed out on it. And I've the never thing is, really if you put used that up, it. If you put that up next to Haxorus and ask somebody which one of these is a pseudo-legendary, I oh, reckon yeah. the vast majority of them will get that answer wrong. I'd agree with you there, actually. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's because Haxorus has such a design it's that... L- it's, it, it lends itself to the confusion of, oh, that looks like a really strong dragon, whereas Kamenoo doesn't. And I think part of the issue with that Pokemon is it, it was introduced at the wrong time for it to shine. If it had been introduced before Generation 6, Dragon Fighting obviously doesn't have anywhere near as many weaknesses with the introduction of Fairy. And that quad Fairy weakness just means that Okay, you're expecting me to use this pseudo when fairies now so like it's so prominent you know, it's, within the meta. Yeah, exactly, and it's it's a real shame. And I I think that is the one I would love to see some kind of alternative take on it. Yeah, and again, I think if you're talking about meta, that's probably where Dragonite suffers the most. 
I think it is it's severely lacking in any reason to use it over other Pokemon in its in its weight class, shall we say? Tyranitar, phenomenal. Garchomp, phenomenal. Salamence and Metagross, they have their uses. Hydreigon has its uses. Gudra, I'm pretty sure Steel Gudra is fairly competitively good. Dragapult had its time. Uh, Baxcalibur has its moments. You know, mm-hmm. all of these Pokemon can easily be used. Dragonite, we don't see it really all that much. No, Dragonite's one of them that I have used. It's, I, I think it's got a lot of diversity, which lends itself to being able to slot on a team without having a, a specific role. It is literally just, oh, it's got diversity. It can hit with multiple typings, but I don't see that being used much in the meta. I know it's been on winning teams before, at least teams that have gotten to the finals, because um, uh, uh, Game Freak or Pokemon Company released that that video a while back. Um, but it, it's just a Pokemon that I... I Actually, you know what? I'm kind of coming around on this, that Dragonite probably does need something. Uh, it's a toss-up between those two. The difficulty is now, though, that... This generation, the Gen Nine's gimmick doesn't really lend itself to alternative forms. Okay, yet on on that note, then would okay. you prefer, say, we got something for the next part of the DLC? Would you prefer a regional form, a paradox form, or a uh, variant? So the like Toad Okay. I'm going to say no to variant only because I think the variant designs have been quite weak yep, in Generation 9. So that's why I wouldn't want them to because I think they could do that and I just think people will go, yeah, it's just a, another version of Dragonite. It's not better in any regards in terms of design. So rule that out. Um, I actually know what I, I can run on this. Uh, I, I, I want to uh, Paradox form because it would elevate the stats i think i think paradox pokemon is stronger than pseudo i might be wrong i'd have to connor's already furiously checking i'm gonna i'm gonna have a look for you oh because i'm curious now um but also it would give the opportunity to to revolutionize its typing that's the great thing about a lot of the paradox pokemon is they don't share that original typing so i think that is what i'd i'd personally want the only way i'd lean away from that is if they did some kind of future or past game in Kanto, and we get to see how it's either evolved from or evolved into a different variety, such as a different typing or slightly slight variation on design, for example. So based at total-wise, Roaring Moon, which is one of the stronger Paradox Pokemon, has 10 less points than Salamence. Really? Yeah. Okay. That's shocking. So because I technically weaker. <laughs> Technically, technically weaker, but it doesn't feel like it because the like I remember taking on that that final boss fight in uh, in Violet and just thinking this team is absolutely stacked. But then you are fighting a technically a team of six pseudos, pretty much. Yeah, and Iron Jugulus has five seventy. Oh, so and of course, all all pseudo legendaries have six hundred base stat total. That's that's what makes them pseudo. All right, okay. What what about you though, Connor? What what would you like to see for the Dragonite treatment? Um, I I could maybe get on board with a past paradox form, but my issue with that is then how hard it is to carry that forward. 
I'm not sure yeah. how we get Paradox forms outside of Gen 9. They they feel like a thing that's going to have to be caught in this generation and then traded up. Agreed. And then with I the way that, yeah. that, you know, Dexit and all that kind of stuff has happened now, unless they decide, oh, by the way, we're allowing you to trade these Pokemons in through home, you might just never see these again. Which would be a real shame if we're going to give Dragonite a new form and then it disappears next year kind of thing through a mm. couple of years from now so i think for me it has to be a regional variant i think they are the strongest that's the strongest way we've seen so far to give pokemon a new lease in life i think megas were pretty good but i think regional variants are so much stronger in my opinion okay if you had to choose one between dragonite and which i've said about five different ways which you know one what would you pick? actually here's here's the thing i would give dragonite original variant i would actually see a, a paradox combo and because weirdly enough design... i i would see a future paradox yes because Kamo. its design feels very past orientated and and i i can't explain why because obviously it's it's not but it just feels like you know, some pe- some Pokemon just feel like they've been around a lot longer than other mm-hmm. versions of Pokemon. That is a design that looks to me of, oh no, that's that's the Alpha Dragon of the the Alolan region. It hasn't needed to change over time, and maybe that's maybe that's how how you introduce that. The change has happened because it's been the Alpha for so long, but now it has this Quad Fairy weakness. It's had to evolve in a in a way to minimize that. So maybe it is, I don't know, it becomes Dragon Steel, for example, because then it helps with to, to reduce the fairy damage. Yeah. That would work quite well. And I think the the scales over it lend really well to that robotic, metallic look already. And you can have yeah. all this really cool lore that the plates vibrate over themselves to create this ear-splitting sound because it's got clangorous scales already mm. as a move. So you you intrigate, you intrigate, intrigate. Integrate? integrate 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 i was putting the r in the there. wrong place integrate <laughs> it into the lore of the new pokemon i like that idea a lot there we go we've answered your questions if you've got a question you can comment or i don't know why i'm rereading that that makes no sense if you've got a comment or question you can reach us by leaving a comment on our podcast on youtube by emailing goldenrodpod at gmail.com by leaving us on our discord channel or by using the hashtag goldenrodpod on twitter and now it's that time where we are going to be breaking down is probably wrong word we're going to be discussing the cancelled pokemon games now this list we have come across it courtesy of did you know gaming who have done a load of uh, pokemon content in the past so about a month ago they published a video funny you saw it a while back yeah i saw it as and when it came out kind of thing I completely missed it somehow, which is really, really weird because it was so interesting watching them break this down. And there was a couple on there that I knew about or speculated, but then there was some that just kind of came out of nowhere. So should we run through it in almost how they do in the video, chronological order? Yeah, have you got a list in front of you? I've got a list in front of me. So we're starting with Pokemon Pink. Now, there's a bit of evidence surrounding this. So there's code in Pokemon Yellow that has yellow and then a number in it, and then yellow, uh, pink with a number next to it. And in 
the original Red and Blue games, they had something similar, and basically it was a toggle. So in that data was they they changed the zero to a one to specify which of the two games you were playing. So that's the first piece of evidence. There's also evidence that um, Clefairy is in is in some of the art for the camera um, functionality that you could purchase, and Clefairy is sitting next to Pikachu. And while Pikachu is well known for for the anime side of things because it's Ash's first Pokemon, Clefairy's the that Clefairy's the same for the manga, so Clefairy is up front, kind of. Kind of. I agree. I'd, I'd love to talk kind about of. that in depth. Okay. Um, what now? Or I another mean, time? I, if, if, if finish off what they say about Pokemon Pink, and then we'll discuss it. Okay. If that's okay. Okay. Absolutely fine. And then the last piece of evidence is 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 there is one interview where, and I can't remember the name of the top honcho at Pokemon Ishihara. Basis Hishiari, I think I think that was him, but I haven't got it written down. Whoever it was basically said in a quote, oh yeah, we were thinking about pink or purple. So there's a few little pieces of evidence, and the strongest piece I think is the data. And all of that has led Digino Gaming to come uh, come away with the answer of, yeah, there was planned to be a Pokemon pink game. So now, I like I like the fact that they have these packages effectively within the code that say pokemon are you playing pokemon yellow or are you playing pokemon pink i think i should say that's the strongest evidence that these games were at some point planned again the fact that this is the only evidence towards it suggests that these were scrapped really early on early on if, if they were brought up i right so i love the idea of clefairy being initially pokemon's mascot Okay, I, I know this because it was the first Pokemon manga, not Pokemon Adventures, the one that a lot of people have read. It was oh. the original Pocket Monsters manga, which have you ever looked at? No, I. so I thought they were one and the same. No, they're different. They're different mangas. So Pocket Monsters okay. is a manga that was released before the game games came out i want to say might be wrong no. on that one might be wrong okay, on that one it was definitely it. before the series came out um and it was more of a gag manga oh and i'm fairly certain i want to double check this before i say anything but it was more of a gag manga and clefairy could clefairy basically i'm pretty sure clefairy could talk from what i remember I've heard that before. It definitely talked when it became Mew 3. That's that's the most prominent uh, okay. chapter that I've read because I did a whole uh, video about the uh, many histories of Mew 2. And in that, uh, Clefairy and its trainer go to Mew 2's lab. You've got Mew, Mew there. And it decides to put Mew's DNA in itself and becomes Mew 3. Okay. <laughs> so it and it just it, it's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous series and Okay. I Which the artwork lends itself to. Yes, it does. Like the, the the artwork has that kind of um have you ever seen the Viz? I, I think I want to say Viz comics, but it's a it's a well known satirical satirical? I don't know. Satirical. Satirical. There we go. Um tell it's been a busy day for us both yes he um, definitely could speak uh, yeah right okay and it feels like it, it isn't meant to be taken seriously just from the artwork and i've just had a quick look it came out just two months 
after the Japanese release of Red and Green. So they they got right on this. And you know what? The fact that it's a bit of a gag comic makes me think that maybe they maybe the reason they released this as a gag series is because they didn't think Pokemon would become what it was. So ah. they were just like, yeah, that's fine. So oh. I, I had to double check this because I didn't want to say anything. Uh, so the, the, the mangaka of that series um, basically got his start in hentai. <laughs> Did he? It's okay. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> there are versions of Misty and versions of the girls in there who are really drawn how should I say her 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 chest jiggled boobily oh right okay that's absolutely disgusting where would I, where would I find that so I know to avoid it and block it on internet here I'll, I'll put it in the chat for you <laughs> okay for those oh my lords yeah I see what you're saying right yep yeah. yep yeah, that is a perfect it just that that is what women look like. Mm-hmm. So this, I love how it says pervy Pokemon at the bottom uh, yeah, as well. <laughs> <laughs> this was only supposed to be. This was only ever released in Japan, and as I say, it was the first rendition. This version of Red still had a Pikachu. Clefairy was more the comic relief of the episode of of the series. So I don't buy that they'd lend an entire game towards this manga. I don't think that mm. Clefairy would be the star, nor do I think it would lean more heavily towards the story told in this ga- manga, because it doesn't make any sense. Right. You you couldn't tell the story of this manga in a game. And you wouldn't want to for a start. And I also don't think that Pokemon or Game Freak would make the games that different. I think if they're Agreed. going to make Pokemon Yellow based off the anime whatever secondary version they were planning was also going to be based off the anime so that they could basically palette swap it, swap out some of the Pokemon and do what they do with Red and Blue and all the other uh, games. So I think it is far, far more likely that it was Jigglypuff. Okay. Because Jigglypuff was so much more prevalent in the anime. And that kind of lends itself to, obviously you come across a Jigglypuff in uh, Pewter City's... um... Pokemon. So it's got it's one of those Pokemon that has an overworld sprite because very few Pokemon have those overworld. Sorry, Pokemon do have overworld sprites in the original Gen One and Two games. However, they kind of lump them all together. So, for example, there's a load of Pokemon that have the um, the Ekans style sprite, or the Rhydon the... sprite. Yeah, and they just kind of group them all together. Whereas I think uh, uh, Clef- Clefairy, at least in Yellow, had its own own sprite or G- sorry jigglypuff had its own sprite which lends itself to okay jigglypuff you'd get as a starter and then you'd find an overworld pikachu somewhere else in the game so there's like that that swapping element that you you spoke about um do so th- we, we've spoken about how we think this was scrapped quite early on do you think do you think they've made the right decision scrapping this game yeah, I don't... So here's the thing as well. I don't know how you would have made a game with Jigglypuff as the side character or as your main partner. I just mm. don't think it's strong enough. And I don't think it's... 
you know, we had to give Pikachu the light ball to make it viable. What do you what do you give Jigglypuff? What do you give Jigglypuff that isn't mm-hmm. effectively um spore? And then yeah. it just becomes super broken because you just put everything to sleep immediately. Yeah, I, I think I think the pro the pro I, as someone that has had to use Wigglytuff in in Nuzlocks before, it is absolutely it's a shocking move set. Um, it's just not a powerhouse. It's got a load of moves early on that are very much RNG based. Uh, double slap can miss, sing, sing can miss. It's got a load of those type of type of moves, and it doesn't lend itself. Pikachu's very offensive. Jigglypuff with like minimizing stuff is very defensive. Um, I I personally. Just as a, oh, I would have loved to have seen this. I'm curious about it, but I actually think it would have been to the detriment of the company to actually do another two versions because then at that point they've got five versions for the first generation, which seems a bit... Well, yeah, because they had red, green, and then in Japan they had blue, Mm. and then yellow. Yeah. I mean, granted, over here we only got red and blue, but you got to realize that those are... They've taken their Pokemon Blue and split it into two games. We never saw red and green o- over here, so yeah, it's a lot of games. Yeah, I think it would have actually hurt them mm-hmm. because I think yeah, yellow as a standalone version works because it's like oh, we've taken we we've taken a little bit longer. We've we've updated and tweaked some of the stuff from from the first couple of games, so this is the definitive way to play the first game because for, for me if i was a kid thinking okay and i made this decision i could have had red on my birthday but i chose to wait a couple of days to get yellow because i wanted okay that's the new version it's closer to the anime which i enjoy so i wanted that me as a kid though if i'd have come across oh there's also a pink edition i think it makes yellow weaker because now it's not now it's not the definitive way because now there's two technically two definitive ways to play this. It just confuses it, and I think it would then lower yellow like yellow standard. I think one of the other problems you got as well is they even said this in the video that Pokemon Pink was designed uh, to target towards the female demographic, and mm. I think that would have actually hurt Pokemon in the long run. Not because having females within the Pokemon community is a bad thing; quite the opposite. I think it would have. Uh, pigeonholed uh, them. I... It would have been like, no, you you play that one. You're a girl. You play the pink version. You get Jigglypuff. Get you don't yeah. get Pikachu. You don't get Charmander. You don't get Bulbasaur. You don't get Squirtle. You play pink. You get Jigglypuff or Clefairy. Because you're a girl. A... And just to add on to that, I think that might have hurt, hurt them as well because you, you know what you know what children are like at primary school and high school. Oh, you're playing that girls game because it's pink. Because there's a pink. There's a pink, you know, box art with Clefairy mm-hmm. on it, and of course, people then, oh, I don't, I don't want to play this, even though it's not a girls' game at all. No, it's the, the main same game. It, yeah, and the main character in Gen One, it can only be male. Um, but I think it actually would have, it would have hurt them to to release this. So maybe that's why they thought, well, let's let's shelve this. And I, I'm, I am glad they did. Um, I would have, I would have loved to have seen that because I love the color pink. Um, but. I think this is one of those that, unlike some of these later on in the list, it will never see the light of day because it never got far enough into development. And other than maybe a fan-made game somewhere, um, this this one's lost to time. I mean, it's it's interesting as well because we wouldn't see 
for a long time this idea of the the masterful version of the game the definitive version the third version be split into two and we didn't see it until ultra sun and ultra moon which i think are some of the weakest titles Mm. like i uh, sorry ultra sun and ultra moon are great games they added enough to the base game as far as i'm concerned but I don't think there's enough variance in them to justify it not being Pokemon Stars or Pokemon Prism. You could quite yeah. easily have just gone, no, in this you catch Necrozma, and then you have to trade over Solgaleo or Lunala to get the the final version of it. I think that would have gone down just as well. Yeah, I can I can understand that. Do we move on to the next game? Mm-hmm. Uh, so Pokemon Picross, uh, Picross, Picross. Pitcross. Pitcross. I don't know why I'm overcomplicating that. So this was a game that was actually complete. The game, the, it, the video actually specifies like this game was, it was f- finished. It was ready to go. Um, so if you don't know what, what this game is, I didn't until watching the video, but it's somewhere between, it's, it's a, they describe it as a cross between somewhere between Minesweeper and Sudoku, which kind of makes sense. Like you, 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 you know, you press A and you, move some of the numbers around to make sure it's safe to click on and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's made by the same people that made the Pokemon pinball spin-offs as well, which again, news to me. So they were, they were quite tight with game freak. It seems in terms of, you know, developments and stuff like this. Um, you can choose from a number of different starters, which reflect on the screen. You see that Pokemon and the colors change. So you've got Pikachu bulbs or, and this is one of those other like, links that they give it is that you could also have pink and purple so clefairy or jigglypuff so there's a link there as well um and this this game was was scrapped and we didn't see an alternative version until 2015 when a 3ds version was released but only on digital which means that 3ds servers are, are, are down now the the store's gone you're not getting this game legitimately Gonna add, add that in just there. leave just leave that there for you interpret just it as you there. wish as you wish um this this game is why so i i think i've got an idea as to why this wasn't released have, have you got any thoughts uh nothing off the top of my head i mean they still kept the license the company who made the game still kept the license up until the ds did they release? No, they never released the pinball on the DS, did they? We come to that later. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. But they, I think this Pit Cross game came out or was supposed to come out between the two pinball games. Okay. He wants to say. He wants to say. So while while you're just looking up, I'm going to give my thoughts as to why they didn't release it. And I, I, I think it's the video mentions later on that um the spin-off games don't sell as well as the mainland games like that 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 shouldn't be news to anybody so did they think this early on oh we could potentially release it we're not going to make much money and it potentially dilutes the brand too early on in this in in pokemon's journey of oh pokemon's releasing games left right center it splits the fan base in terms of what games they can afford to buy so therefore let's let's hold off on that let's just release the ones that we think are going to do really well such as like the trading card game for example because the trading cards were were a big thing back then 
you found the answer, Connie? Uh, it was announced in 1999, which well, it was announced in spring. So even we say they're looking for that kind of autumn release. Let's have a look when the Pokemon Pinball games came out. Good know that. We've got a video on that. Uh, the Go first one out. came out in 1999. And the second one, Ruby and Sapphire. Oh, of course, Ruby and Sapphire came out far later. It came out in... Mm. in 2003 yeah so my my question was basically did they lose the license no the answer is no they held on to the license so they still had the license and they were still making games for game freak and they just decided now we're not going to release this it's just just bizarre that is for what and again considering that you can get hold of the demo of this game Mm. which plays from start to finish um there was a prototype from released in 2020 the game's finished so the game got made the license was retained everything was good to go and they just went Do you know what no, don't worry don't even worry about it the, the the only additional costs that obviously wouldn't be factored in we say it's complete but back then they still have to handle distribution there's a there's a cost to, to distribution because it was all physical back then that's the that's the only sticking point i can think was the reason it didn't come out is okay actually you know we've paid up front for this game but when we take into distribution costs we just don't think it's going to make the money back therefore it's better to just cut our losses at this stage rather than distribute it but if this which okay i can get behind that but if this game is fully done made it blows my mind that this wasn't released on the 3ds console as a oh nod back to what could have been, it's now available. But again, the only thing I can think of is is, is there a licensed issue there where oh yeah you you can put um, Nintendo can publish it on the 3DS, but it's that sticky ground of well it's not a game freak game. It's a it's it's owned by I can't remember the na- name of the name of the company Jupiter something isn't it? So is that potentially why we didn't get it? There's just a lot of like corporate, what's the word I'm looking for? Like corporate crossed wires that just complicates this. Not sure. Apparently, um, apparently the gold and silver demo, you know, the space world demo. Yeah, oh, yeah. Had a pit cross mini game in it. Oh, so I don't know how useful that information is to you but i just found it very interesting that Picross was clearly something game freak were interested in the yeah. Pokemon company were interested in there clearly seemed to be a want to have a pit cross game yeah the the thing that stumbled stumbling me up is the fact that we we saw a 3ds version come eventually so i'm just really like why not then but then what, 16 years later? 15, 16 years later, they then do a 3DS version? The thing is, I think it makes it makes a lot more sense on the 3DS because it's Agreed. with a stylus. Yeah. I think it's a game that lends itself to having a stylus. I don't think it would have been unplayable, though, with just, like, shifting around with the analog. Yeah, agreed. Because hmm. it's quite simple. It, it lends itself to it's the limited... Based. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it lends itself to obviously the the original Game Boy and the Game Boy Color have very little inputs. They've literally got A B 
di- directional pad and then start and select. That's all it's got. So it lends itself to that very easy to control design. I I personally have never played uh, the the Pokemon Picross game. However, and I'm I'm not that interested in playing the 3DS version. However, this is something just because of it's part of history that never happened. I would be interested in playing. Yeah. Uh, I've got no answers for this one. I, have, I, have, I haven't even got the foggiest idea as to why they would just cancel this last moment. It's, it's bizarre. Absolutely bizarre. Let's move on to the next one, which this was completely news to me. The upgraded Chinese editions of Fire Red and Leaf Green, which... At first, like when they announced it in the video, I thought, oh, it's it's Fire and Leaf Green with some quality of life improvements. No, they but added internet functionality. <laughs> it is it blows my mind. So just let's just like recap on on everything so everyone everyone's on the same wavelength here. So it it's um it was presented in a pitch in two thousand and four. Um and it follows basically a ban in China on consoles entering um the Chinese market. So Nintendo worked around this by working with a company called IQ to get around it, and they produced a number of uh, consoles um, or variants of Nintendo consoles. So the experience of this of this upgraded version was it was the basic Fire Red and Leaf Green service. However, like Connor said, it had internet functionality. So every time the player linked the game to the internet, the server would update the Pokemon available on the map according to the IP address. There was a weather concept in the game, which again was based on where where you're playing. This is the IP address. It's raining in that region. Therefore, you get rain in the game. Um, the... Um, what else was in there? So there was an, an enhanced Pokemon Center so that in offline mode, so when you're not connected, you only have access to 30 Pokemon. But when online, one of the menus accesses a, a server database where you can put Pokemon in and out. Basically, Pokemon Bank or Pokemon Home. Um, and then if you wanted to play with other people, you would enter an online tournament mode. However, you wouldn't play it in the game you would play a 3D version of it similar to Pokemon Stadium or Coliseum, and you would use your controller as the, well, the, the game set as the controller. And um, there was online distribution in this, and it was going to be more of a... Um, so, you, it, so we wouldn't get what we've complained about in previous games of, oh, your mythical or legendary is just like you type in a code. They would over time, add new areas to facilitate the distribution of those Pokemon. And the example they give is uh, Deoxys in the Sevi Islands, so there'll be more of of that. Like, this game is... is biz- Like, it's bizarre. And the reason it's bizarre is because all this now, at this stage, feels very much a, oh, okay, fine, whatever. But back then, this was like revolutionary this is this this is is stuff that was taken and implemented over the next couple of generations it is yeah i was going to mention that funnily enough like the the weather mechanics pokemon go feels like a nod to this in in some ways in terms of those pokemon um where you can find them those spawns change over time there's the weather effect as well being able to put your Pokemon into 
a 3D game came before this with obviously gen- Generation One, but it hasn't it hasn't been done again since Pokemon Battle Revolution. You could trade Pokemon over, I think, for that. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, what about Pokemon Bank or Pokemon Home? Yeah, that that kind of functionality. Because you had like, Box in Generation Three. Yes, which was a did. completely separate game that you had to mm. buy. And you, it was on the GameCube, if I remember correctly. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So the idea of this all being available on the Game Boy Advance, not the 3DS, not the DS. Yeah. Not even the DS, yeah. not with the Wi Fi capabilities that the DS had, on the Game Boy Advanced, which didn't even have its own internet capabilities. It, it's crazy, which makes me think like, how would that internet connection work? Is it you plug it in? Because what, what we don't know is obviously. Uh, from what they were saying in the video, it seems like the the way that whatever the it was an alternative of the SP, mm-hmm. which is the one. It was basically it was still the Game Boy Game Boy Advance, except for it was a, a flip screen and it had a backlight. Mm-hmm. So they were the main and, and a rechargeable battery. So they were the three key functions of of this new game. Obviously, working with IQ, did they update this and add some kind of you know Wi Fi functionality? So less like it's it's I I don't know the answer to this. I'm going to preface this first and foremost. I think if it's anything like we saw out of technology from Japan at the time, it would have been a cellular connection. So you would have had because you had this back on like even I think the Game Boy and the Game Boy Advance had this where you could have a cable that connected between your mo- your cellular phone and your Game Boy. So that you can get quote unquote internet connection. (laughs) So I think it would have probably been something like that Mm. rather than Wi-Fi. Yeah. Like this game for, for the most part is literally the fire and leaf green experience that we we've likely all played at, at this point, but these additional functions like like none of none of none of it is that completely revolutionary now thinking about it but back then could you imagine that of yeah this the 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 spawns will change based on the weather and suddenly like if you think completing the pokédex now is difficult could you imagine if this game had had come out and it's like oh I can't complete the Pokedex because it's not raining, and therefore I can't. It's get not that raining one. outside right yeah, now. Yeah, I, I can't. We're get that in 1%. a drought, so I can't catch my water <laughs> yes. Pokemon. Like this is this is absolutely fascinating. But the the access to a, a box functionality because the the video doesn't make any reference whatsoever to if there's an additional cost of this because we know Pokemon Bank, Pokemon Home, they have additional costs. So it's in, that's another element of this that I find fascinating. Of w- would this have been a free service, or would it would it have been an ongoing payment to get those Pokemon? But then, like, could you imagine if this game had come out and the the having to transfer those Pokemon? Like, we think it's confusing now transferring Pokemon from Generation Three upwards, but this would have added one of those additional layers. Like we've all seen that picture of. Okay, this is how you get Pokemon into Pokemon Home, and it's like connected to Pokemon Bank. That's connected to all the different like Poker transporters and stuff like that. As complicated as anything, an extra layer for this game would have been absolutely, absolutely insane. So, in terms of why this then didn't didn't come out, 
it's only speculated in in the video, but did you know gaming arrive at the conclusion based on conversations with the developers who don't want to be named is that too many people in China were pirating games. So they thought, well, people are pirating games. We're not going to be able to sell this as well as we want, which I could get if this was just Fire Red and Leaf Green, but I'd like to think those additional connectivity elements that connect to the the internet might have helped to mitigate that but then i'd imagine because like now for example like the nintendo service can pick up on oh yeah that's a that's a hack mon something dodgy about that mon based on different flags but was the system sophisticated enough back then to be able to do anything about that so could you have pirated the game and still played it See, I don't even like that argument because why release any games consoles over there then? Why agree yeah, to yeah. the whole IQ partnership? Why release any games in China if, mm-hmm. oh, well, they're just all going to get pirated, so why bother? I, I'm not a big fan of that argument. I think realistically, and this is, again, purely speculative, Nintendo went, um, you want to do what with our game? Yeah, no, that's a really great idea. You're not doing it first. <laughs> yes. And again, we, we've seen similar things. I've made this argument over and over again. I think that BDSP was supposed to be a very different game. Until Game Freak went, sorry, you want to do what with our franchise? No, 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 no. You don't get to show us up. You don't, get to, you don't get to do Pokemon better than we do. Yeah. I think, I think that's a valid argument, to be quite honest with you. It's almost like, oh, you're going to release Fire and Leaf Green? Fantastic. Oh, you, you want to change and adapt what? we think works already no <laughs> but thanks for the ideas we'll implement them yeah we'll, we'll, of... we'll do them ourselves later <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's, it's fast absolutely fascinating absolutely fascinating um it, it's a game that i'm i'm not that fussed about it dying a death but the details surrounding it are absolutely i mean we'd have never seen fascinating it. no we wouldn't no. um it's it's fascinating it's it's a fascinating pitch the fact that the uh, it was theoretically possible at the time is amazing. And as we say, it probably led to the development in the future games. But yeah, I'm, I'm okay with it not existing. One that I think I would like to see exist is the Pokemon Pinball for the DS. So this follows previous two versions that we've had on the Game Boy Color Advance. Um, one of which we have twen- covered in XP shares. Go check it out. You should. Um, this comes courtesy of a 2021 leak, and it was scheduled to come out around the time of Diamond and Pearl. And it was going to be made by Fused Games, who have done other pinball games, including Metroid and Mario, a couple of others. And the dev said that it'd be more adventure-like. You would progress through the routes and find Pokemon on those routes, You'd hit them with the butt with the Pokeball to stun them, and then you click on the screen because it's a DS to catch it. You would, over time, build up a team, progress through the different tables, and then take on a gym leader in the gym. And this is the part that fascinates me about this game, is the fact that when you get to the gym leader, the flippers are on both ends. If you lose your ball, your opponent gets to attack back, and it's basically a Pokemon pinball version of... Air hockey. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's like the it's like this is 
how do you take the Pokemon battle mechanics and apply it to a pinball game? And this is how you do it. Um, and you could also do... They were planning that you could do Wi-Fi battles using this as well. So you'd be able to play pinball with other players and have that kind of battle mechanic. Unfortunately, though, the demo, for whatever reason, wasn't greenlit. And the company went bankrupt in 2009, so they're not coming back to publish or make this. However, the video is very clear that Nintendo still has the prototype. They've still got that initial build. (laughs) So are we going to... So I guess the question for you, do you think at some point this is getting leaked or released onto the internet? Yes. I think given what we've seen over the last couple of years with the Space World demo, with this Pit Cross game coming out, yeah. If this exists somewhere in a vault, somebody's releasing it. Yeah. Would you play it? Oh, absolutely. I think when we spoke about the original pinball game, I said that it would lend itself really well to the DS because you have the two screens, as Mm -hmm. opposed to having to scroll up and down the pinball table. It lends itself really well to it. Yeah, I'd have loved to see this. Yeah, me me too. It's a a real shame, actually, because Pokemon Pinball, like I said in, in that XP Share episode, that I played that game at the wrong time in my life. If I'd have played it as a kid, I would have completed that Pokedex. Have I would have invested. Into it. I would have done it. And it's such a shame because now I wish I'd have played that as a kid. And I wish I played the Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire version. And then, of course, this one. But in terms of why it didn't, it wasn't likely greenlit. Um, so I've got a little chart here that shows how many units were, were sold. The original Pokemon Pinball sold 5.3 million, so below red, green, and blue and yellow. And then Pokemon Ruby, a Pinball, Ruby and Sapphire sold 1.4 million. Again, way less than Ruby and Sapphire. Fire, red, and leaf green kind of shows a downward trajectory of Pokemon Pinball games. That maybe they're looking at this going, uh, you've you like you've lost nearly you've sold nearly four million less pinball games than the previous version. Are we likely to see a drop for the next game and therefore it's not going to make the money? It's just yeah. such a shame. I'm gonna try and find sales figures real quick for Metroid Pinball. Oh yes. Because, because that, that is, that is the, the nearest comparison, really, isn't it? Well, it's made by the same company, and that is an adventure-style pinball game. Yeah, it's, of... it's basically what they... It's the engine that you used. Yeah, and that's what the video states, that, well, that's what attracted the Pokemon company to Fused Games, because the Fused Games, because they saw this, what they'd done with Metroid, and were like, oh, yeah, we we want a piece of that, um, rather than going with the previous developers who did the last two. 2.8... Oh, no, that's Metroid. Is that Prime? That's Metroid Prime. That's not what I'm after. Even Prime sold 2.8 million? That seems very low for Metroid Prime, but okay. He does, doesn't he? That's what I was thinking, actually. I thought Metroid was one of the big Nintendo franchises that sold So, hilariously, this is a massive tangent, but there's a theory that Metroid Prime got made because um, sort of the head of Nintendo didn't know what to do with Metroid because he doesn't like the series. (laughs) Really? <laughs> why he just handed it off and went, oh, do whatever you want. Just put a game out. See if I care. And <laughs> That's now, fantastic. And now it's uh, a classic. Right. That's so. interesting. Metroid is such a... It's one of those series that I I know a lot about, and yet I've never played a single game in the franchise. 
got a few like that that I just collectively know knowledge about them for whatever reason and they live rent free in my head, but I don't know why I know it. Okay. Metroid Prime Pinball. I have a figure. Okay. Do you want to guess? It's in Do millions. I want it's in the millions. Okay. Well, no, 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 no. no. It's Sorry. It, the the <laughs> the sales figures are in millions. Oh right! Oh oh okay. Then I'm. I, it's not even. It's not even a tick on the chart. It's not even hit a million. It's like four hundred thousand. Not point two five five million, which is what two hundred fifty thousand copies. Yeah, about two hundred fifty thousand copies. Okay, which yeah, I can see why they didn't greenlight this game. Yeah, it's great. It lo- functions well. It's fantastic. You're not going to sell. So sorry, <laughs> I can, I get it. I get like I think it would have sold more than that. It would have sold more than that Pokemon. because it's Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, but but I don't think half a million is enough to, or even one million is enough to greenlight a Pokemon game. Yeah, I, I agree with that because Ruby and Sapphire Pinball sold one point four million. I think that's a low number for a Pokemon spin-off game, especially mm-hmm. when the first Pinball did five point three. Um, so this is this is a, a a real shame that we didn't didn't get this, but I can understand why should we move on to the next game yes okay pokemon gray so apparently initially pokemon gray was rumored to be the game instead of black and white 2 black and white 2 wasn't the game that they were thinking of from the outset all they knew is they wanted to do something after black and white which tied in with with black and white as they had done for the previous four generations um, there's a couple of things that there's a couple of pieces of evidence that lend itself to this. Uh, there were URLs purchased by Nintendo for Pokemon White, Black, and Grey. Purchasing URLs is just standard company procedure of we might use this in the future. Let's buy it now, otherwise we run the risk of oh we're doing Pokemon Grey. They go and buy the URL. Oh okay, right. They suddenly want a load of money for whoever owns that domain. Um, there's traces of Grey in the black and white data, so the name grey in the black and white data. There's also, in that game, Blackstone, Whitestone, and Godstone. The Godstone was used. Um, and there's, I've got a quote here uh, from a uh, Famitsu DS Wii um, article from June 2012. Uh, when we talked to Ishihara, he said, if it's going to be on DS instead of 3DS, I want some kind of new innovation added to it. It was then we came up with the idea of numbering for the first time in the series. So of a plot set two years after, and that's where we get Black and White 2. And what we have to remember is this was released after the 3DS was already out. But the reason why they decided to go with the DS is the DS had 152 million units, whereas the 3DS at this point only had 19 million units. So from a player base, and there's more players with a DS, therefore we're able to sell to more people. We're therefore able to get money. Also, our engine already works and we're scared of new technology. I mean, yeah. they never said that, but let's face facts. It, do you, because, like, I, I... Looking back, I would be okay with them releasing a sprite-based game on the 3DS. But at the time, like, that would have been, I think, a major red yeah, flag. it would have been a kick to the kicking the teeth it's like why am i going out to buy a brand new console for which is 3DS. a third a third version of a game not being funny a lot of people skipped 
at least to my at least to my memory. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, 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 I couldn't see. Black and White Two were obviously the right answers. They are some of the best games in the franchise. <sighs> I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to say too much about this one because I've got to argue against its existence later. Yeah, I, <laughs> I agree though. Pokemon Gray just seems they made they made the right decision overall. But like we said before we started recording, like Gray just sounds dull and boring, especially when you consider so many of the Pokemon games are named after colors that are bright, they're fanciful. They are, you know, you know, Ruby, Sapphire, Diamond, Pearl. Like they, they just, just those words speak to. There's quality in this. There's, there's wealth in this, and then gold, silver, you know, and then gray. It just just doesn't doesn't work um there's a couple of bits and uh, bits and pieces in that that apparently n wasn't set to feature originally um which is an interesting choice because like when people talk about black and white and the like black and white gets held up i think now is is one of the gold standards of pokemon it was at their highest and coupled with that and and just fits nicely into that conversation so i find it bizarre that they were thinking at one point they weren't gonna bring n back yeah but we don't that's, know that's a weird shout um i can see why because n's story is so uh intrinsically linked with the first telling of black and white and mm-hmm. it comes to an end yeah like his his story arc is complete. You save him from becoming the king of a new world under the thumb of Getsis, and we get to learn how he was groomed and how freaking horrible that story actually is. It's so gross. I hate it. Anyway, um, and he doesn't really come back a lot in Black and White too. He shows up on his dragon. He's like, "Stop it, Getsis! Stop it! Stop it! Behave. Okay, bye." And that's yeah. kind of it. <laughs> So, <laughs> if he wasn't really part of Black and White 2, I don't think I'd have minded. I think yeah, he could I, quite easily have been post-game. I think he could have easily been, like, red in gold and silver. Ooh, you go off shout. and you fight another dragon owner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that would have been it. I... Yeah. I like that idea a lot. But as you say, N is so synonymous with Black and White that people would have kicked off if he wasn't at some yeah. point part of the story. Uh, agreed. Agreed. Let's, because uh, we don't want to discuss too much about this because as you said, we got it for the Devil's Advocate section. Let's move on to Pokemon Z, which out of all this entire list, this is the one that I know the, m- I have the most knowledge about in terms of, oh, this, this is like that urban legend, like Mew in the original games. Do you think that's fair to say? As in, like, it's an urban legend that everybody kind of knows to be fact. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a it's a bizarre game, and the history, the, the, what they've got for their evidence is that uh, there there is a a slot in 2015 where Game Freak didn't release a Pokemon game, and it's the only year in just over a decade that didn't get an additional Pokemon game. Um, that 2015 lines up quite nicely with most 
of the of the Pokemon games getting a sequel or a third entry roughly two years later. So that's where that slot comes in of of the the there should have been a Pokemon Z there. Um there's in, in games released around that time they have a data list and the data list is to support them when later games come back or past games that they can connect because they know the names of these games that they need to connect with and included in that list are a few other games including alola reserve which i think eventually becomes ultra sun and ultra moon there's also in that list um generation one and two games that were released for the 3ds virtual console and then there's also two additional Kalos games in there. Now, one Kalos game kind of lends itself to it's Pokemon Z. But because there's two, their reasoning in the video is that we were going to get a X2 and a Y2, but the twos were going to kind of look like Zs. And it would follow, obviously, Zygarde would be one of the main characters who is criminally underused in that game like uh, underused is is an overstatement it literally lives in a cave and you get it post game like that that is that is it well and the the fleshing out of zygarde's character that they clearly created for mm-hmm. pokemon z got shoehorned into sun and moon yeah where suddenly oh yeah no we're we're the guys from x and y remember us here have this thing that collects zygarde cells because zygarde's here for some reason go collect its ultimate form why is Mm -hmm. it here why is it in alola it makes no sense this was clearly and what i wonder and this really is one of those things where i get into game companies did they have this planned for z when they were coming up with x and y is this something they could have implemented into X and Y and left it out because it was, well, no, it's content for the next game? Or did they come up with it after X and Y came out to go, okay, let's flesh out Zygarde. What can we come up with? It's, we're going to implement it in Z. Oh, no, wait, Z's not coming out. Okay, we'll put it in Sun and Moon instead. Because I just... I, it feels too much to me like they had this for X and Y and went, now nah, we'll hold off the content. I, I agree with that. We'll hold it off for the effective DLC. Yeah. Which which you would want to do like as a as a company, you would want to do that of this is the base game. There's enough content in that to satisfy people. Is there an X and Y? Is there? X and Y is the game that clamors for <laughs> for a sequel game the most. Well that's what that I think that's my point there is there's enough here for a base game that people can go Oh yeah, I played it. I had an experience. I caught loads of new Pokemon, and I really wish there was an addition of this that kind of had all those additional features that would make me go, "Oh, that's the definitive version. I want to buy that. I want more of that because I enjoyed it." But I can acknowledge that there wasn't enough in there. So I think you are right. It was a case of, okay, there's enough in X and Y. Let's save the rest for. Pokemon Z, X2, Y2, whatever it was. And the fact that there are apparently two versions of those Kalos games lends itself to, okay, Black and White 2, even though I don't think it sold as well as they wanted, it was a direction that they thought, okay, there's there's something here about sequels. Let's replicate that on the current generation of, of consoles and see how that goes and then that line that also lends itself quite nicely to why we didn't get a 
version of Generation 7 in Sun and Moon that's one game, we then we got the same again. We got two games, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. So it lends itself quite nicely to there being sequels to this or potentially an XZ and a YZ, however you want to look at it. Because you did have the anime went on to become XYZ. Yeah. And like, there's was all... very focused on Zygarde. Mm. There's a lot of there's a lot of individual pieces of evidence that on their own feels like, oh, okay, I can I can see the point. But when you kind of bring them all together, it does feel like, oh, there was a plan here, and for whatever reason, it didn't happen. And whether or not that's time constraints, whether or not it's because my my thought on this. And this is just me me guessing, is they they either over mess overestimated their staff and the skills that they have, or they underestimated how much time and commitment would be required from the jump from DS to 3DS. And suddenly they thought, oh, okay, we've got this. We're also doing Auras. We've got Sun and Moon down the line. Okay, let's let's yeah. let's part that. And I think that's why. And the, another, like, I think, reason I think that is because Sun, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, there isn't a great deal difference outside of they move some of the story mechanics and, and locations around in terms of the progression, and then they tack on a few extra bits, which again makes me think, okay, what's the bare minimum we can get away with introducing in Sun and Moon to justify packaging this as an extra game? Well, I think that they... Pardon? Ultra Space is pretty good. Oh, no, I completely agree. I, I love that feature. But I think my point is that they they struggled with the 3DS era and something yes. had to give, and the a sequel was what, what they could drop to free up development time. Yeah, no, I agree. I think what essentially happened was they were so... They were so used to these sequel games being case of like, we've got the engine, we're just making some minor differences, uh, mm. we'll put a team of 10 to 20 people on it, and they'll be able to do it, and it'll be fine. And they just weren't, and it wasn't yeah. enough, and somebody had to go, hey, um, 20th anniversary is coming out, we're releasing the new game for the 20th anniversary. It was the 20th anniversary, wasn't it? Yeah. Sounds about right. Sounds about right. Um, all hands on deck. If if you can't get that up to snuff because you're we're we're not capable because of new technology and stuff like that, just don't just don't bother. We're not gonna we're not gonna do it. Just get over here. We're 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 all we're also struggling on this game. Yeah, I I, I honestly think we. It, it, I don't know if this will, you know, what we're speculating on will ever be confirmed, but it no, feels like not. no, it feels like that is the conclusion that most people would reach i think after watching this as well um because it also mentions in the video that um at that time game freak was split into two teams so you got a production uh, two production teams the first production team was working on what's called i think gears the gear project yeah which we've spoken about previously which is okay developers make us a game better than pokemon we're bored of pokemon go make us a game that's just as profitable but better good luck with that honestly yeah easy yeah yeah Mm, let me just think and i you know what i've got it day one i know Uh, what we're doing i know should we try and make a better pokemon game no 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 no. keep making the same (laughs) pokemon game go make us a different game that's better than pokemon um yeah sure all right 
and the few in the few clips they have of these gear projects i i just don't see where where they thought it would be better than pokemon because i'm looking at and thinking these are just just boring uninspired i guess um which is which is such a shame anyway so yeah so they they had these two production teams working on gears and then another one on, on pokemon so again lends itself to uh they were understaffed for the pokemon side of things therefore yeah pokemon z got got scrapped let's jump into the second to last game that was apparently cancelled now this is i think the weakest one out of all of them stars except for maybe pokemon pink is pokemon stars which was reported to be from Eurogamer a version of sun and moon that was coming to the nintendo switch and the evidence they they list here is the fact that around the same time there was a pokemon campaign around look upon the stars and there was a load of merchandise released there was an Amazon pre-order that was available, but there's no box art that became a, uh, ranked 87th on video game bestsellers. On the actual Pokemon website, it said coming to Switch as well. And there was a Lola, a Lola reserve in the game code. Now, I think all those are interesting points, but I don't think any of them prove that Pokemon Stars was ever a thing outside of maybe initial conversations. Yeah, and the idea was that it was going to be Pokemon Sun and Moon, but on the Switch. Yeah. And... Yeah, I hate this game. I hate this rumor. Um, for my yeah. own personal reasons, I it was included in that one video, you know, the one that helped me blow up that I despise to this date. Uh, Scarlet and Violet... Pokemon, they've had enough time, haven't they? They've yeah, had loads had of times. Time. They've been working yeah. on it for eight years, don't you know? <laughs> Since Pokemon Stars, like that, that, that was Scarlet and Violet, guys. <laughs> That's the <laughs> game they were really trying to make all along. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I know quite a bit about Pokemon Stars. I know the guy who reported on it still swears to this day that, like, no, I saw what I saw. I, I, I didn't go off like one account i didn't have one reference for this lots and lots of people told me this was a thing mm. it just never emerged now there's i think the i think the best explanation for this is that somebody was running a version of sun and moon on the switch to see it, how, how feasible it was how the so, engines could be transferred over so the the other thing that i think lends itself quite nicely to that is the fact that i i've heard rumors that sword and shield was meant to originally be on the 3ds and they kind of got ported over because oh we can't have it on the 3ds anymore it needs to be on so that lends itself to that of okay can can this work yes okay we we can do pokemon on the switch okay sword and shield development moves to nintendo switch and sun and moon stars was just like you say the testing of that because remember the controversy around uh dexit where they said oh it's it's the high quality models that we just can't do and then we found out it was the same 3ds models that they were using yes yes sword and shield was effectively a 3ds (laughs) game port (laughs) to the switch um so as i say I, i i could quite easily see 
them testing that with what they already had available, which was Sun and Moon. Mm-hmm. And somebody going, oh, we're we're doing a Sun and Moon game, but on the Switch. And it's like, not really. Not really mm-hmm. what's happening. But I can see why some people inside the company would say that. Especially yeah. considering that the uh, the one person who... Stop it. The one person who... Excuse me, Mr. Marley Moo. So sorry out. for those that, those that are listening on podcast. Connor's talking to his dog, not me. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just getting barked at for no reason. Um, I think given that the only person to ever report on this is an American reporter, I'm not saying that there was miscommunication through mistranslation, but I'm certainly saying it's possible. Mm. And it would lend credence to the fact that, no, I didn't misreport what I was told from numerous sources, but it might be a case of wasn't actually quite what you were told. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I think that a lot of these these pieces of evidence that line up, I think, are just misconstrued. Like, So, for example, Alolan Reserve in the game code, that could have literally been Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. That we we like I'm I'm saying I'm saying Alola Reserve was in the game code, but at that point it was oh we know we're doing a sequel or a third version of this game as we've always done. That's just what we've got in the game code at the moment. Coming to Switch on the Pokemon website again could have just been a communication error within the the company, and really annoyingly it says that the team was fired, but it, it isn't it isn't clear whether or not that was a result of this, whether or not it's a coincidence or not. But if that was why they were fired, uh, that's that's a sh- that's a shame. Um, the, in terms of the Amazon pre-order stuff, like my understanding of Amazon is anyone can list pretty much anything, so you just list it and then people see, it and like that is just a nothing sandwich. For me, um, look upon the stars that that um, that campaign, that merchandise could campaign that went on the same time. Just could, yeah, it could be a coincidence. You could argue, well, the Pokemon of the stars of the Pokemon franchise. That's why we're giving them time to shine. Like it, it, like, and to be fair, even the stars ties in with Moon anyway. Like, it, like it just ties in anyway. Um, I really, and and I, I really just don't see this being. I yeah I I think out of all of them this is the weakest one. I yep. think it's the one that out of all of them as well probably the least excited for. We've seen what Pokemon games run like on the Switch and oh boy um they're not great. So I'm actually glad that Sun and Moon didn't come to the Nintendo Switch because I think that it would have really I think it would have I think it would have landed really badly in terms of oh like we've moved to the Switch this is supposed to be a step up and yet it's the, the same qual- game. Yeah, I, I think I think it would have caused a load of it. I think I there's an argument to be made that the sequels could have say the sequel. Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon could have been on the Switch. But again, I still think that would have created I think it just would have disappointed a section of the fans because they would have gone, Oh, okay, this is the first Pokemon game on the Switch and it's literally 89% of the previous game on the 3DS like, and you haven't changed much I would have preferred to have wait, I would have preferred to have waited for something else to come out but um, if you want to play Pokemon would... Stars get get yourself a uh, legal copy of <laughs> Sun and Moon, make a ROM of it and then uh, 
play it on an emulator and do it in 4K. It's effectively what Stars was going to be. So there you go. There you go. Just do that. Yeah, when they were showing on the video, like this is it on this on the 3DS on um two two forty p, and then here it is on the Switch at 1080p. I'm just like. Yeah, I've got an emulator that can do that. <laughs> That's not that impressive. Like, yep. I, I, I don't know how it works. I know there's some upscaling that goes on, but it's, it's really not that, that impressive. Um, I think what is impressive though is the next game. If you're ready to move on, yeah. So the final game. This is the one that I, all of them I would love to play, and it is available to play. But I, all the rest of them, I had some kind of knowledge that there was either. That version was in development, it got scrapped, or there was a, like a sequel to it or a prequel to it. This is one that I, I completely went over me. So Pokemon 2000 Adventure Game, which was a, um, a game that was developed, um, I don't know the, the company name, but they were commissioned by Warner Brothers as part of the promotion for the Pokemon 2000 um, uh, movie that was coming out at the time. And... They published this this game, which is basically you you pick one of three star teams, you pick a difficulty, you go around a, I want to say 3D area, but it's not 3D. It's like 2D sprites, but it's on a 3D playing it's Doom. field. It's Doom, Doom is yes, the best yes. way to explain it, I think. Fantastic, yeah. That's that's exactly exactly how how I do how, how I'd explain it. Um, if I didn't muck it up, um, but you basically go around, you then find the three legendary birds you have to do some kind of puzzle you get a token and then professor rope basically goes oh congratulations save the world so it's a very very simplistic web-based game and i say simplistic like at the time like i've seen web-based games around that time and they were never great so this what are you talking about adventure quest was amazing (laughs) which one was adventure quest adventure quest was like the flash mmorpg Anyway, doesn't oh, matter. Doesn't matter. I don't, really I don't think matter. I remember that. Was that where? Is that the time when they had like uh, not MSN? What was the other? What was the other well-known internet browser back then? Uh, AOL. Oh, AOL. The the AOL flash games. I don't know if you remember them. No, no. They had the like loads of. Oh, they had loads of. I remember playing them at high school, like RPG, like games that were like Final Fantasy, but AOL. It was really, really interesting times. Anyway, so th- this game that was developed, uh, within a short amount of time, hit a million downloads, which, again, now, if a game sold a million, be like, oh, okay, but as a as a internet-based game back in 2000, based on Pokemon, th- like these figures are absolutely crazy. So, at which point, the Pokemon company step, stepped in and said, oh, we we know we paid you as part of this, and we said that you could develop, you, you could, sorry, do promotional materials, but this is going too far. You've created a Pokemon game. We're going to issue a cease and desist order. You need to take that game down. Yeah, we, because... we, we said you could make merchandise, not you could make a game. Yes. And I can understand why they stepped in to protect their IP. I, I understand why. But like this blow, like what's that? One, I, game Freak stepped in because somebody made a game better than they could. They said, them. "Not on my <laughs> watch, sir." <laughs> how dare you like, over promise? How dare you over deliver and make us have to make a better game? Not today. It's it is very much. Uh, I, I think this is very much a culture difference between you know the the east and the west in terms of when they've set up that contract of 
No, we don't need to be any clearer than this. It's pretty obvious what you can and can't do. And then obviously over in, I think it was America, they've looked at it and gone, doesn't say anything about me not being able to make a game. And let's be honest with well, you. I think is, I, I think that initial contract allowed them to make a game. But if you consider the other kind of games that were coming out of that were promotional material, you're talking about like going through mazes. Nothing more interactive than a freaking XP screensaver, really. Mm. So I think that's the level they thought they were getting. And these guys went and produced a game. Yeah, which by modern day to our standards at this time isn't a great game. It looks very basic. But at the time, I would have loved to have spent, you know, a couple of minutes. And it rewarded replayability because you could choose three, one of three teams and you could then choose the difficulty. So it rewarded you to play again and again and again. Um, and, like, it's really... This is really bizarre because, like... No, I don't think anyone expected it to do as well as it did. And if it didn't do as well as it did... I don't think the Pokemon company would have stepped in. No. And I think it's only when they've seen, oh, this has already hit a million downloads within, I think it was a couple of weeks they said in the video. Chances are it's only going to get more and more downloads as time goes on, as more and more people become aware of it. I I, I, I understand why they shut it down, but this is I think this is just another case of, like, say, the Pokemon company stepping in and... Oh no, like we don't like what you're doing with Pokemon as a video game. Yeah, you're and treading therefore... on our toes a little bit too much here. Yeah. Which again wouldn't have happened if it didn't didn't do as well. This is one that I think out of all of them, this is maybe Pimble DS, maybe, but this is the one that I really do want to just spend a little bit of time playing, which is is doable now. It's it's been released. You can literally play it, which they also say in the video was an absolute nightmare to do because obviously it's an internet based game, and in you know it, you know Internet Explorer programs, Google, Firefox, all them if will have come along so far in twenty three years that I imagine it would have been a palaver to try and get this this working so like credit for those that have done this because that's one of the great things about like i think one of the things that is right with the internet is the ability to go oh this this thing that happened 20 30 years ago no it's you can still do it it's still there we've got this this collective history now and it's quite difficult to get rid of that and i'm, I'm glad that this has been restored yeah i think it's very important internet <laughs> archivists are some of the most valuable people we have available i think those who are doing it for pokemon are amazing people. I think Did You Know Gaming have fronted a lot of the cost for, mm-hmm. uh, you know, digging up the history, translating a lot of these old articles and stuff like that, and I praise them for it. I'm going to have to be that really horrible person who says, I don't think I can do Devil's Advocate. Let's face facts. Pokemon Grey would have been awful. It's a, it's a terrible name. <laughs> Black and White 2 are too good. Like, I, I'd have lost this argument. I really don't have an argument for it. You win. I'm just going to give it to you. <laughs> okay, My dog okay. is squeaking Whoa. at me from the door, so I'm going to oh, have to wrap up very quickly okay. if that's okay. Let's, that's absolutely fine with me. Let's wrap up. I'll save the guessing game for next week then, but let's be honest with you, you would have got zero out of three, so it of really course. doesn't matter. Of course. Um, so that's the show for this week. If you've gotten this far, you're just a top dollar, aren't you? Uh, if you've got a comment or a question, follow the links down below. Leave us a comment or a question. Leave a review on the podcast platform of your choice or leave a like on YouTube. 
Connie, where can we find you? You can find me on my YouTube channel at Captain Fidget or on Twitter at CapFidget. I'm Ben. You can find Professor Owen Gaming on YouTube, Professor Owen on Twitter. I'm speeding through this. We'll be back next Friday for another week of Pokemon podcast content. See ya. <laughs> Stop! <laughs>